Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, so we are going to talk uh, tennis now. Uh, not tennis, uh, apologies, uh, cricket now, uh, but it's still 1-1 there at Ellis Park between Pirates and Barocca. There are less than 10 minutes left now in uh, that game. But a lot has been happening at Cricket South Africa over the past 24 hours. We did touch on it with the Sunday Times, uh, a sports writer, Tisetzo Malepa, there who dropped a few bombs on the show last night. But we've also got somebody on the line who's been involved in the system, former uh, cricket boss at Gauteng, of course, Mr. Jack Madiseng, and would like to get his thoughts on what has transpired Cricket South Africa over the past uh, 24 hours. That includes the resignation of the president, Mr. Chris Nenzani. It also includes the dismissal of uh, the COO, Mr. Nase Apia, despite him winning, successfully challenging his appeal. And uh, the chairperson ordered him to return to work, but he's also been dismissed. And uh, also Jacques Fall now resigned with immediate effect yesterday. Uh, he was an acting CEO. His term was coming to an end on the 15th of September. And uh, Jack Madiseng uh, joins us on the line. Mr. Madiseng, uh, good evening. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. Uh, so uh, thank you for having me and condolences to Mr. Book. Thank you, thank you. Yes, everybody knows Brasboom Seleko. You could hear in that interview, I was like a kid in a candy shop that they were. I was so excited to speak to him. But we want to get your thoughts here as somebody who's been involved, of course, in South African cricket here, Mr. Jack Madiseng. What do you make of the resignations of the past 24 hours? Yeah, um, they have been long overdue at Tabiso. And as you are aware, that um, I have been one of those vocal CSA board members mm. um, with, with regards to the shenanigans that has been happening and, and taking place um, at CSA. And maybe just to try and put a couple of things into context. The, the president has been misleading the public by saying that uh, he has been asked by the members' council to get his term extended, and of which he blatantly lied, mm-hmm. um, taking into consideration that um, his term expired. And also there were two terms of independent directors that were expiring at the same year, uh, in 2019. And he gave the reasons of IP retention, and for the mere fact that he's got a chance of becoming an ICC chairperson, of which uh, we all know that uh, he wasn't going to stand a chance. And as well, it's, uh, th- there's a lot of governance-related uh, goals uh, that he has scored on behalf of Cricket South Africa. If we look at uh, the suspension of the CEO, mm. and, uh, and of which it will be unpacked later when uh, the formal proceedings take place, but um, you would be inducted or introduced uh, into the governance process that really took place. Um, Tabang Morwe suspension did not follow any governance process. So if you look at how CSA operates, a topic will be deliberated by a particular subcommittee. In this case, from a CEO perspective, a subcommittee that is meant to unpack Tabang Moret's alleged misconduct is the HR and Remco. There was no HR and Remco. And in this type of instance, there will be probably a combined or a joint subcommittee meeting together with the social and ethics. That subcommittee did not take place. And usually, all those things are deliberated at subcommittee level. And then 
a subcommittee report it gets presented at board level for the board to ratify and approve. And based on this, nothing has been deliberated at subcommittee level. And obviously there was a report written independently by the chair of social and ethics at that particular time, um, which recommended the suspension of Tabang. But yet, that suspension, it was deliberated by the board first before it, before a subcommittee report was presented to the board in December. Also, there's conflict of interest from a governance perspective. So if you look at the current vice president, who was put in yesterday evening to act on behalf of Cricket South Africa, um, he is conflicted in the Western Province Stadium upgrade, um, whereby as a Western Province president before he became the VP, he was involved in the proposal that to get CSA that to partner with Western Province. And he was involved in every meeting. Even when he was appointed VP, because as a VP, if there is particular topics whereby someone is conflicted, you as an individual and as a leader, you need to raise your hand and say, guys, I am conflicted in this subject. I would like to be recused, which should be noted. And unfortunately, the said gentleman, he couldn't. This issue, it has been brought to the attention of and the former president of CSA, of which did nothing about it, until I have formally made a complaint with the Audit and Risk and Social and Ethics Subcommittee, which those two subcommittees did nothing about it, taking into consideration that those, subcommitt- those subcommittees are being chaired by what I call the gurus or the experts that have been brought into the organization that to guide the entire process. Nothing has happened until one has lost it during the forensic audit uh, process. Then you have uh, this discrepancy about the appointment of Grant Smith, the appointment of of McBoucher, and so forth. Maybe let me clarify the appointment of Crime Smith, of which the public doesn't know. So the suspended CEO presented a reorganized operational structure, which was approved by the board in August 2019, and whereby, based on the, the time frame to fill at that position, we gave the mandate like to the suspended CEO, like to go headhunt. The suspended CEO went out and headhunted a potential candidate, of which um, he got. He presented uh, the candidate like, to the president, and the president turned back and said, sorry, Mr. CEO, you need like, to follow the process. Cut the story short. The process was followed, and a candidate, well, there were two strong candidates but O'Grain Smith emerged um, as the favorite candidate. When we were about like, to make an offer like, to O'Grain Smith, the former president, Mr. Nanzani, said, guys, I would like to meet O'Grain Smith. Why would you want to meet Graham Smith if 
Granny Smith, but your kid said for such a long time. Why do you want a meeting? Of which uh, the CEO tried like, to organize. And based on the fact that um, Mr. Menzani uh, stays um, in the Eastern Cape and he had a couple of challenges with regard like, to organizing a meeting with Mr. Smith, um, time elapsed and Mr. Smith got extremely angry, and understandably so, and he pulled a plug on this position. And based on that, that activity, uh, the suspended CEO was thrown under the bus as him being responsible and accountable uh, for the loss of Grant Smith before they could even bring in an acting CEO. Which I guess adds up then with the story that we had from the Sunday Times that uh, uh, when the first report came out into the investigation of Mr. Muro, uh, then the board asked to change the terms of reference because it seemed like it seemed like they were being implicated. Aha. Uh-huh. So uh, th- th- there's the biggest thing. So from a forensic audit perspective, of which um, uh, the, the, the president um, is hiding, there's a lot of hohos in there, brother. So so so. Based on the outcome of that forensic audit, it points a lot of governance fingers, like to the board and the members' council. Why do you and, say and the president is misleading when he says his term was extended by the members' council for 12 months? Well, the members' council did not ask him to stay for another year. He came up with a proposal to the members' council. And I remember in that city, um, we've asked him to step aside so that we can deliberate on this issue. And we took a long time to deliberate on this issue. And what we thought was more on the ICC seat that he may be possibly occupied, and which has influenced a lot of presidents that sit on the members' council. And based on that, the members' council decided to say, we can give you an extension based on that. So, so which was a wrong move from a member's council perspective. Hmm. And, and later, yeah, the president came and misled uh, the, the public uh, from the appointment of Mark Boucher mm-hmm. uh, by stating that the appointment of Mark Boucher was made by the board. The appointment of Mark Boucher was not made by the board. And the, the, the appointment, it's meant not to have been made by Grant Smith. So if you look at the structure, the board only approves executive positions. Mark Boucher's position was not an executive one. So Grant Smith he is allowed not to appoint anyone that falls within his structure and that role is not an executive position. But Graham Smith's position, because it's an executive position, it had to be approved by the board. So the, the president misled the public by saying Mike Boucher was appointed by the board. I actually told the president, like to advise him, that Mike Boucher is being appointed. And he did not know. Oh. He did not know. Yes. Yeah. And at that time, it's when Inokunkwe, who happened to have been my coach 
at that particular uh, time mm. and um, where he received the not-so-good news that he was going to become an assistant coach. And a decision has been taken that Mark Boucher will become the head coach. And that's where um, I have phoned or Chris, let's just say, were you aware about this thing? And if you were aware, why didn't you let us, the board of CSA, know about this matter? He wasn't aware. But, but can the board up, make a recommendation when it comes to an appointment? Only on executive positions. And the executive positions are the positions that are directly reporting like, to the CEO and the CEO. Anything below that, the board is not involved. So the members' council couldn't have made a recommendation? No. No. It's an operational role that reports into an executive position. Then, so so O'Gran Smith's position is being approved by the board. Mm-hmm. Let's just take a voice note here. Uh, we're talking to former Gauteng uh, cricket boss, Mr. Jack Madiseng, who was also a board member at Cricket South Africa. He was the president of the Central Gauteng Lions. Good evening, Tabiso, and uh, good evening to your guest, uh, Mr. Jack Madiseng. Jack, who is the correct candidate to be the president of Cricket South Africa on the 5th of September in the AGM? Who do you think is the right man or woman that must be appointed in the AGM? And can you tell us about the process? How does the Board of Cricket South Africa get elected? Uh, the independent members and the non-independent members. Uh, do former cricketers have a right to maybe apply to be board members? How does it happen? It's Libra here in East London. Thank you very much, Jack Madison. Thank you. Thanks, Libra. Straight to the point, Jack. You're going to have four minutes to answer those questions there. Who should take over and how is the board appointed? So, so... Um, on the 5th of September, uh, I don't think uh, the AGM will take place uh, based on the current phase that Cricket South Africa is in. Um, from a past player's perspective, um, according to the current MOI, it doesn't allow for the past players uh, to participate. Based on the changes on the MOI, where the members' council um, can approve to allow for the past players like, to participate within the administration of CSA, that can take place. And he wanted to know, who do you think should be in charge? I think, uh, in my personal view, I think we need like, to go back like, to the drawing board. And 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 I think we need like, to put the organization under administration. Which means the whole board should step down. Hundred percent. They can't be. They can't be the ones that take South African cricket forward after what's happened over the past few months. Uh, we need like, to go back like, to the drawing board. Uh, there has been lots and lots of unsettling issues at cricket South Africa, and um, we need um, the public like, to have the confidence in the brand. We need corporate South Africa not to have confidence in the brand. At the present moment, the public, no, corporate South Africa, has confidence in the brand. Are you surprised by Jacques Fall's resignation with immediate effect? Um, I'm very surprised. Although he was meant to have left um, in mid-September, 
And um, I still need like, to find out by having coffee with Mr. Fon, like, to find out what may have prompted him like, to have jumped ship at an early stage. I know it has not been an easy place uh, for him, um, but he, he has done what he could uh, to make CSA like, to be where it is today, based on the current circumstances. And what do you make of Apia's dismissal, even though he won his appeal? Well, um, it needs like, to follow the relevant governance processes. And, um, and, and let's see what may come out of those processes. Mm. So, yeah, um, I'm looking forward like, to hear what um, the CCMA um, would say based on the stance that she has taken. And finally, do you agree with those who say now whatever comes out of Mr. Tabang Moro's case, uh, some people now will not take it seriously because of how poorly it's been handled over the past few few months? Look, Tabang's case, it has been extremely poorly handled. Very, very, very poor. Uh, because CSA, under the guidance and leadership of Mr. Menzani, um, they did not follow the necessary governance and protocol processes, which will drag the actual brand in the mud, and which is a very, very sad story. And for him, like to have destroyed this beautiful spot, it's actually a shame. Okay, Mr. Jack Marisang, we're going to have to leave it there because of time, but it's not the last time we speak to you, uh, former Central Gauteng Lines President and CSA board member there, Jack Marisang. Thank you for speaking to us, sir. It's finished uh, at Ellis Park. It's finished 1-1 uh, between Orlando Pirates and Barroca, and it's 8 o'clock. Uh, we have to leave it there.